This is Daisenshu EX, the podcast, episode 103 for the week of November 18th, 2007. Welcome to Daisenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daisenshu EX. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Hey, what's up, all you cool cats on the interweb? Welcome to our show. I have with me two handsome men, and we're going to talk about Dragon Ball in your ears. How exciting. It's extremely exciting. Sure, oh, why yes. not? I'm excited. Wait, wait, no, how's it go? Are you excited? You, you should, should be. be. Yeah, that's the kind of, you know, dorkiness we bring on on this show. So, I'm your lovely hostess, Mary. And with me to my, I guess I'll have to say it, my lesson proverbial right, we've got Julian in Japan. What's up? So, it's your lesson proverbial right when I'm in Japan. And <laughs> yes. proverbial when I'm in the U.S. Oh, Okay, I, get that mixed up? I see how it works. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, I forget the I'm catchphrases. To my actual left, we have Mike. It can still be less than proverbial. Sure, why not? Less than proverbial, right, left. Right, left, right is Vegeta EX. You really don't know your left from your right. No, I don't. <laughs> how old are you? Let's not talk about this right now. All right, what's up? <laughs> Good stuff is up. Yeah? Yeah, it's a, it's a nice, calm Saturday here. Well, keep going. You're the hostess. Oh, right. So, anyway, that being Mike. Yes. The the leader of Daisenshu EX, I guess you could uh, say. I believe if you start the episode, you are the leader. Oh, nice. Okay, I can't complain. So, anyway, we got a full show for everyone today. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about news. we got a little contest going on, standard emails, and, of course, a topic. But before all that, let's get into the stuff. Stuff Rock Band comes out this week, yes! And I hope we get it, because supposedly we are hosting a Rock Band party, and it would I'm be quite embarrassing. I'm just leaving work to go it. <laughs> because your boss is cool. So yeah. yeah, we'll look quite foolish if we offer to host this party and then have no rock band. I will be so sad. Anyway, well, that was a that, plug for that game. Mario Galaxy. Yeah, I got Mario Galaxy, but rock band. <laughs> How fickle you are. <laughs> a game for a week and you're already like, next one. I'm not getting rid of it. It's th- uh, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's games. That's really the stuff. Uh, yeah. I have no stuff this week other than mooching off of your happiness over Super Mario <laughs> Galaxy. I bring happiness to everyone. Julian, why don't you tell us what you're up to over there in Japan? Um, well, not too much. I had a long week because Saturday was the day when parents could come in and observe the classes. So I'm fairly exhausted on this Sunday morning. Um, and there's also this uh, English sort of mini speech contest that's going on the next city over that I'm planning to go and see. It's just I'm just glad that I won't have to talk, basically. I'll just listen to other people mangling English. But other than that, um, it's been pretty quiet, and I've been trying to fight the seeds of an AMV idea, which would be my first AMV ever. One of us! Oh, that just reminded (laughs) me. I have stuff this week after all. I was interviewed for an article for the Japan Times. Oh, that's right. And it was we, all oh, about AMVs. Right, right. So we can link to that in the show mm. notes. Um, yeah. I just babbled about stuff. I'm kind of surprised the guy quoted me as much as he did because I was like, I'm 
nervous and I don't know what to say. <laughs> who else was in there? It was it Tim was Park, Tim Park who was Doki Doki Productions. There was Dave McKean, who is McKeed, also known as Dark Side Productions. There was me. And then there was a guy who supposedly made the first AMV, Jim Capastis. Capastis, yeah, that's right. Right, Mr. Mm. Roboto, Arigato, yeah. Gundam, etc., or something That's like correct. that. That's uh, correct. Wow. Didn't he make that video the year I was born? Um, They do say 1982, yeah. Then there you have it. All right, now that you've so nicely interrupted Julian with his stuff. Well, he was talking about AMVs, and oh, it reminded true. me about stuff, and I, did, I wanted yeah. to mention it before right. I forgot. Yeah. But Julian, well, you I, have I don't an AMV idea. But anyway, I'm trying to fight off the urge, because number one, I don't have the kind of setup to do video editing. Right. I don't have any video editing software besides iMovie. Mm. And for this series, I have the song, which I've already made a special edit of for the purposes of a video, but I only have the manga. Dude, we should so, totally... You should commission us. I'm going to do my first commission ever for Julian just because he's so awesome. Here's what we'll do. We have the footage. We'll just prep him and send him the footage so he doesn't even have to rip or it. Or he anything. could be like the director. We'll simply be the lackeys that put together no, the footage based on wanna, his vision. I don't want to actually put effort into something. I do. I want to work with this footage so bad. You have no hey, idea. Man. I have no ideas to this show, so I'm assuming we're all talking yes, well, about the G show. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, the, the, the anime is only like two-thirds of the way out right now, so that's kind of a challenge. Plus, the DVDs will be coming later, and of course, we want to use DVD source footage. Um, I stopped listening yeah. at the G-Show. <laughs> I'm you a know what bit... we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Geeks and nerds. Yeah. I'm dismayed they're on episode six, and it's like, come on! All right, this stuff is going on far too long Sorry. about Julian's ideas. Julian, do you have any Dragon Ball stuff to pull us back on course? Um, well, I went to Book Off the other day, and they had a fair amount of Dragon Ball manga. I'm thinking of maybe picking up a, a couple of volumes, maybe to put in prizes for us later on Ooh. or something, because it's oh, there, cool. and you guys don't have to go into New York City. But anyway. Well, we go all the time. Well, not all mm-hmm. the time. Not often enough. And every time we go, I buy stuff. But all right, so that's the stuff. I don't really have any Dragon Ball stuff. Uh, I was playing some more Sparking Meteor. I'm almost done. I just have to get, a, a, like, two or three more characters in the tournament mode or something like that. And so expect the full review. Well, we'll talk about upcoming episodes later on. So if that is the stuff, it is time to talk about Holy Shit's the News. So we got confirmations on some more Funimation stuff, as expected, but it's sad to hear. Yeah. We heard some rumblings for a while now, I think starting AWA, that Funimation was going to be putting out something called like a Bardock slash Trunks TV special, quote, double feature kind of thing, where they slap both of these DBZ TV specials onto one disc. In theory, I think that is very nice, because it could easily be done, and they've been out of print forever. Yeah, these were early DVDs that came out. Yes, and... You know what? I'm really not happy with the quality of those DVDs. So the fact that they are re-putting these out, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Actually, yeah. Uh, Trunks came out first. Do you remember that? That was weird. I do. Trunks, I remember oh, the day I bought that. it. <laughs> I went to Bridgewater Mall with my dad because apparently oh. they were the only mall in like a 50-mile radius that had like the tape of it. I vividly remember getting the Bardock one at uh, Suncoast Quaker. Anyways, yeah, the Trunks TV special came out December 2000. And then one month later, January 2001, the Bardock TV special came out so we're going on like seven years this year mm-hmm. seven between seven and eight years that these have been out so they're really hard to track down people have been paying through the roof to get these so yeah it makes a lot of sense for funimation you know they're doing the seasons let's get those specials out here's the bad part 
Yeah, this is coming out. The same foe remastered as the TV seasons. Ugh. So cropolicious, so cropolicious. I mean, this isn't a surprise to anyone. No, of course not. But, you know, it's sad to hear that. It saves some space to get both of them on there crammed. Whatever. It's not really crammed. They're both only 40, 45 minutes. That's true. There's there's a lot of space that they could throw these on there. So there you go. I guess the latest DVD case inserts from Funimation list this in there and talk about the remastered, etc. So that's... That's that. Yeah, according to Right Stuff, that comes out on February 19th. And the retail price is 30 bucks, but they got it for a pre-order of about 22 and a half. So there you go with that one. Let's talk about some Viz stuff. We've uh, heard about this for a while now, the so-called Omnibus. Julian, tell us what's going on here. Yeah, so basically, it looks like they're going to put out several volumes in one. We've got a Right Stuff listing now. It looks like the first one's due out May 6th, 2008 for $17.99, containing volumes 1 through 3 of the original editions, which would be chapters 1 through 36. Six into the 21st Tenkai Chibudokai. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. I mean, although I'm hesitant because I'm wondering if they're going to be keeping all the censorship that's crept into the manga as of late. Yeah. Mm, good point. We really don't know about that. We've heard that there's going to be like new artwork and when they were asked, oh, is that Fikonsuman artwork? They're like, oh, we don't know what that is. So. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> we expect it to probably be. Although, you know, which will they choose? Because it's volumes one through three, so they mm. just pick number one or whatever. Yeah. yeah, we don't know if they're going to keep the censoring. Like, they've how many prints of these, especially the early Dragon Ball? How many times has I this come out? I honestly don't know. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, we don't know. We look forward to seeing what's going to happen at the very least. I mean, we're not going to pick it up. We already own it. I own Volume 1 and 3 so many times, it's kind of sickening. So, uh, we'll move on from that. That'll be coming out next year. Let's talk about Atari. Two things going on, actually. Lots of stuff. So the first thing is Budokai Tenkaichi 3 actually came out. <laughs> We've been talking about Atari and <laughs> what I say their shenanigans for a while now. Uh, all the money they're losing, people jumping ship. So uh, on Tuesday when I went to go buy Mario Galaxy, I actually saw the game on the shelf for sale. So uh, that's a pretty good indication that if you don't already have it, and if you've been waiting for it, you probably already do, uh, go on and get it. I think it's like $39.99. So that's the PS2 version. The Wii version is due out on December 13th. Although, I don't know, is that one going to come out? You know, every extra release, I kind of get concerned about. Let's talk about the other Atari, how I say shenanigans, major restructurings going on over at Atari. You know, I mentioned last week, all the other gaming uh, blogs and podcasts are finally picking up on a lot of this news. We've been covering it for a while because it affects Dragon Ball. Now they're all talking about it. Going along with this major restructuring is a complete departure from the game production business. They are no longer developing any video games. Atari will exclusively be in the business of like distribution uh, publishing, like licensing other games from maybe other companies or other countries and being the publisher getting it out there. So I don't even remember what the last game they actually made. Whatever it was, they sold it back to Infogrames. I can't remember if it's Grames or Grams, but whatever. So they're just publishing, which is basically what Dragon Ball is. So that doesn't really change that at all. In addition to that, a 
workforce reduction. Do you remember we talked about this before? There was some press release and it was like chief executive office instead of officer. Yes. They were like, ha they already fired their proofreaders. So we already <laughs> know they had a workforce reduction a long time. It might have been last year or earlier this year. They're doing another one. So, uh, ouch. In addition to that, CEO David Pierce has departed the company. So we got people being fired, people jumping ship, a complete like refocusing of the business. Holy shits. Obviously, they're not mm -hmm. doing something right. No, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> So if you want any more insight on uh, Atari and all this, I would actually say just check out any video game podcast or anything like that. And they've all been talking about it. So you can get some non-Dragon Ball fans input on that. That is going to be the Atari stuff. But we're not done with the big news. And the next bit of news is going to lead into the topic for the week. This is all about the American live action movie. I don't even really know where to go with this. So we'll kind of go in chronological order as the news has come out. So I got an email from Midori V. Uh, link to this superherohype.com. Julian, why don't you uh, read this little report here for us? Oh boy. <clears throat> Mexican newspaper El Norte reports that 20th Century Fox will film 85% of the Dragon Ball Z movie in Durango, Mexico, under the direction of James Wong. The production, expected to film in 2008, plans to use the Mexiquillo Forest, Marley Ranch, Hacienda La Providencia, La Joya Ranch, Laguna Sega de Santiago, and a forum from a convention center in the Culture Institute. Quote, Durango meets the needs in hotels, personnel, services like transportation, equipment, stunts, and restaurants. This movie will provide the city with 750 jobs and an important flow of money, said Susana Elosegui Cross, tourism and cinematography director of Durango. The sets will be constructed this month and shooting will begin in January and last through March. However, the movie cannot be filmed completely in Durango, so they will move to Estado de México for some shots at Nevado de Toluca, an important volcano. Durango was chosen by Ariel Shaw, the special effects director. That's FX written with an FX. Yes. Um, so, uh, we got this information. Uh, let's ignore everything that it said for now, with the sole exception of filming in Mexico, because if you remember, we had an earlier report from the Montreal Gazette saying the movie is going to be filmed in Canada. <laughs> That's one extreme to the other. Mm. So, yeah, this was back on uh, September 1st that uh, this Montreal Gazette... It's not that uh, long ago. No. So you can check this out. We linked it back in the podcast when we were talking about uh, back then. Changing uh, their tune so soon? I you know, know I'm like, a little yeah, worried. Yeah. But this was talking about Roland Emmerich, and I don't even see his name attached to this anymore. How can there be just a, such a dramatic shift in such a short amount of time? I don't understand how much of this is false, how much of this legitimately changed exactly, over two like, months. Either there's so much false information out there that it's disgusting or they're changing things all the time which can't bode well for the movie no right <laughs> oh, so Jesus. um yeah <laughs> so we've talked about that we got the name james wong in here again now um let's move on to another thing that came out uh earlier this week from anime news network and this was posted on the 11th of this month mary why don't you read this one for us 
Certainly. Well, the article states that during his November 11th panel at Pacific Media Expo in Los Angeles, actor James Kyson Lee, sorry if I butchered his name, he's the uh, Heroes television series' Endo, said that he is trying out for the role of Yamcha in 20th Century Fox's live-action adaptation of Akira Toriyama's Dragon Ball manga. He says that the movie is planned for a 2010 release and that he approved the script so far. He also said he was a childhood fan of the manga such as Dragon Ball and Takahiko Inoue's Slam Dunk, the latter of which he has read the entire run. So we basically have, you know, someone that, like, American nerds watching today's television would know. And he's a manga fan. He likes Dragon Ball. Uh, They made a point to say he's read all of Slam Dunk. So what's interesting in here? Uh, Audition for the role of Yamcha, a 2010 release. (laughs) That contradicts the previous um, bit of news that said... Right, it's going to be filming in 2008. Well, that one doesn't specifically oh, say okay. it's going to premiere in 2008. We're not done yet, though. We have lots more contradictions to go. So, Mary, you and I have never seen Heroes. No, we really should, though. Andrew's going to lend us the box set. Right, so I guess we'll watch it and we'll figure out who he is. Julian, do you have any thoughts or feelings on this guy? I have no idea because I've never seen him before, so... Yeah. Good deal. All right, let's move on to the next bit of live action news. I think this is going to kind of pull all of this full circle. Uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, ComingSoon.net, MovieWeb.com, they're all sourcing variety here. So here's this article. 20th Century Fox has set Justin Chatwin, The Invisible, War of the Worlds, to play Goku, and James Marsters, Smallville, Angel, Buffy the Vampire's Lair, as the villain Piccolo in Dragon Ball Z. In the big screen adaptation, Goku is a powerful warrior who protects the Earth from an endless stream of rogues bent on dominating the universe and controlling the mystical objects from which the film takes its name. Actor slash writer slash director Stephen Chow, Kung Fu Hustle, is producing. Final Destination Helmer James Wong will direct from a script he wrote. Ben Ramsey wrote an earlier draft. The story is based on a character on popular manga that has spawned graphic novels along running TV series and more than 25 video games. The Jump Comics division of Tokyo-based Shueisha published the Dragon Ball manga. With shooting scheduled to begin later this month, Fox will bow the sci-fi adventure worldwide August 15th. Chatwin has already begun training with 8711, the stunt performance company behind the action sequences in The Matrix, The Born Supremacy, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and 300. <gasps> wow. So I'm confused. All right, let's talk about additional contradictions here. So we just had the 2010 from earlier. We've got what's going on here. We've got Stephen Chow. We've got uh, the note of Ben Ramsey. from. We've heard that name a lot before. So was that Ben Ramsey person the one responsible for those notes that we saw online a couple months ago? Like, Goku's a high school, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I don't even remember what that was. Because if that's, you know, the the earlier draft draft (laughs) and that's axed, oh, my God. That'll be so great. <laughs> so we've got the repeat of James Wong here, which was, did they mention that earlier? But we have some more uh, stuff here. We have two specific actors. We have, you know, the training with these people. This one sounds much more legitimate because yeah. you're like name dropping a lot more stuff. I, I don't know though. Um, I guess we should say, Mary, you and I are Buffyverse fans. So James Marsters, we're like, well, all right, I guess we'll go see it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I love James Marsters, but I can't picture him as Piccolo because I, I see Piccolo and I'm like, is this going to be a CG based movie? Is it just like, you know, when they say actor, do they mean like mocap and then they're going to throw some CG on top of him? Uh, or is right. he just going to be a guy with like green skin or is he just going to be some white dude well, and they he, call him Piccolo? He's getting old so they can paint him green. He can be Piccolo Daimo. Oh, that was harsh. Oh, he's still cute. I yeah. Love him. 
Anybody remember the Super Mario Brothers movie with what they did with Koopa? You know, the only time I've ever seen that was in Spanish on Telemundo. <laughs> it's probably better that way. <laughs> you know what? It probably is. I've been meaning to pick up the DVD. It's like five bucks on deep discount. I really should just get it because I've never really seen it. Oh, oh all right. Dear. Any other thoughts on here? We've got a director and we've got like a specific name for a director and a specific name for a producer, etc. Thoughts. Talk. Should we save it for the um, topic? Uh, Well, thoughts on this specific news. I agree with you that it sounds more concrete than the previous uh, news yeah. that's come out. I'm very intrigued about this whole um, fact that James Wong will direct from a script that he wrote and some guy wrote an earlier draft. I mean, so when they say draft, I mean, to me that kind of implies, you know, version one, version right, two, right. or it could mean, you know, it was just a script and they threw it out. So I'm not sure well, what to think. Completely right. Hopefully, in Lord of the Rings, though it's off topic, they wrote a very heavily revised version, much more revised than the actual movies that were produced, and they ended up going back to something a lot closer to the books. So huh. take that as you will. Well, that's the news. So with that out of the way, our topic for the week is going to be: What is it going to take to make a watchable live-action Dragon Ball movie? What will it take? That is what we are here to discuss. I have a, a couple points and questions to propose to everyone. We'll kind of talk through this. We're not going to do that generic, boring, who do you want to play as this character? And no one cares what someone else thinks the cast is going to be. And we already have some names attached to it. So that's almost irrelevant to do. We're going to talk about like the production of the movie, how it, how it's going to look, how it's going to sound. What are they going to do with it? What will it take to make it a watchable movie? Like not even a good movie, just to get through it without vomiting. So, um, I guess let me go down the list here and Julian and Mary, you guys, uh, kind of play off of me, play off of each other, whatever you want to talk about. I'm not going to go in the order I have here necessarily. How about the size of the cast of characters? Mary, you're a fan of X-Men and you've seen the live action X-Men movies. They introduce more characters as it goes on. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball is similar to X-Men in that we have a plethora of characters. Right. We have a, you know, like a core set of main characters. We have Goku. We have Gohan. We know there's Piccolo. Uh, although we really don't know. I keep seeing Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Like, we'll talk about that. But cast of characters. What do you think, Mary? Normally, I'd say I want a huge cast of characters, but look at Spider-Man 3. Is it really such a good idea to have so many characters crammed into one movie? I don't know now. So I guess it really depends on how it is handled. The original um, Chinese... Uh-huh. Dragon Ball movie, I don't think had enough characters. No? But I think it might have been, it's just a shitty movie, so I don't know. <laughs> um, something mid-size, I'd guess. Um, more than six characters. Are you talking six being all the heroes and villains? Um, yeah. Like, what about henchmen, etc.? So. Oh man, well I guess I'd lot, I guess I'd like a lot of, uh, cameo appearances. Like a lot of real fanboy stuff. All right, Julian, what about you? What do you think the cast of characters should be like? Well, I think it should provide a decent idea of what the cast is. I mean, my frankly, I feel like it needs to be something that introduces a lot of the main characters, but at the same time is accessible to a wider audience. Mm-hmm. You can kind of start it in the middle of the action, but it has to be really good in order to keep people interested and have them not care about the origin of every single character. Otherwise, you have to do an origin story. Well, yeah, let me let me stop you right there, because that was another one of my questions. This movie, should it be an origin story, or should it be something a little more immediate res, like you jump into the middle of the action and then do some flashbacks 
text to explain where things are coming from. I wouldn't mind that, but then wouldn't the flashback take up a huge chunk of time just to explain a lot of it? And be the origin story in the process. I feel like they can only get away of doing a a full-blown origin story if they were intent on doing sequels. But what would I like to see? I would like to see something in the action because I I don't need to be told who these people are. Unless they're going to change them so much that, you know, we need them re-explained to us. I think that's very different for the American audience because it's not like this is coming out exclusively to a Japanese audience where everyone already knows who Goku is. This is coming out here. Yeah, Dragon Ball was big, but the generic Joe off the street has no idea what Dragon Ball is. I was saying to you that this is almost on the level of something like a Ghost Rider movie where... C-level kind of comic book characters getting a movie. Right, and that's not to say Dragon Ball is C-level. It's very much A-level, but... Not in this country. No one knows what this is. I mean, we're Dragon Ball fans. We think it's huge. No, we see the video games. Overall, no one has a fucking clue what Dragon Ball is. Unless you were an anime fan to begin with, or unless you were a boy during the critical years of, like, 1999 to 2004 or so, where it's a big part of your youthful nostalgia of middle and high school, you know, like me, (laughs) (laughs) it's probably not going to mean a whole lot to you, Oh, yeah. I mean, if they want to attract an audience that'll be necessary to recoup its cost, it'll have to be, you know, accessible. But I don't know if they can make it without it being an origin story. So, yeah. All right. Let me play off of that a little bit. How about the amount of, I don't know how else to say other than Asian-ness. We've always talked about how Dragon Ball is very much just like a superhero story at heart. There's not a whole lot to it that says, I am Japanese, beyond, you know, the animation style, you know, the eyes and the hair and that kind of stuff. There's not samurai and, you know, schoolgirls and that kind of thing. So, of anything, this could probably be done well, but how much of that Japanese flavor should there be, could there be, to make it watchable? Well, if we're going to take um, that original synopsis that we saw online a couple months ago as the truth, it looks like oh, that's they've gone. totally Americanized it. Like, right. Goku's a school student. Yeah. Is that a good thing, though? To I, make a watchable movie, might that be a better way to go? I don't know. Well, as a fan, I don't think so, but are we here to please the American population, or are we here to please fanboys? It's like, I don't know. I'm torn. It almost sounds like they were taking the general sort of idea of Gohan in high school and transplanting it to much earlier in the story or something weird like that. But yeah, it's kind of bizarre. I, I don't really know what the best solution would be. I mean, Dragon Ball has the advantage of taking place in this kind of futuristic Earth, which also has anthropomorphic animals and floating cars and things like that. <laughs> At the same time, I don't know, it does have a distinct sort of uh, old-timey Chinese flavor, at right. least filtered through a Japanese lens. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to say exactly what would be the best solution to that. I feel like as long as they can keep everything balanced, it's not too much of an issue, but it's not something the English version always did particularly well of the TV show, so right. I don't know. <laughs> I guess even further playing off of that, let's talk about the adaptation level from the original story. How close to the original story from Toriyama should it be for this to be a watchable movie? Let's see. The manga was successful, the anime was successful, and it was all successful because people enjoyed the story. So clearly, you know, there's something about the story that attracts people to it. So it's like, why don't fix it if it ain't broke? We should say throughout the entire world, Dragon Ball is successful. I think this is a point people have made, and I'm very happy to admit it. Despite 
all of the butchering we've seen Funimation do to create a dub that we, we don't like. We make no excuses, no hiding around it. We don't like the dub. Yet at its heart, it's Dragon Ball and it still became popular. There is something inherent about Dragon Ball that it can overcome like whatever's done to it to make it a popular show throughout the entire world. Dragon Ball can be popular. So like, despite how much they tear up this live action movie, could it still be successful based on just the merits of Dragon Ball? I don't know. Ball? It depends on like how much they mess with it because if it becomes something that doesn't even remotely resemble Dragon right. Ball, then it's exactly. just another D-level action movie right. that like, okay, who gives a shit? So I feel like it would be to their advantage to keep what makes the original charming. And if they mm-hmm. are unable to, you know, work with it, then I don't know. I think looking that's at a, a stinker. Point. I think if they stray too far, then it's no longer Dragon Ball. You don't have those merits to stand on. It really is a matter of they're just using the name to cash in on you no know, fanboys. Right, and that's frightening to me. Right, because it's like if they're just going to make just some random action movie and slap the Dragon Ball brand name on it, it's like, oh man, my heart hurts. I think that's really what we're most worried about. Like, if it was an actual Dragon Ball movie and it sucked, we could be like, oh, well, I guess that didn't work out. But if they just take the name and just make whatever, we'll be sad because then we have another, like, like a One Piece dub where we have to go, that's not what Dragon Ball is. No, really. There's something good to it. It was this manga and... You know, like we would be embarrassed. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the Japanese input on this. We heard a long time ago that, oh, they flew over to Japan and consulted with Toriyama and Shueisha on this. What kind of Japanese input should this movie have to make it something watchable? Does that tie into the, you know, not straying too far from what makes Dragon Ball Dragon Ball? I don't know. Maybe they want to get Toriyama's blessing. Right. Just say, okay, go ahead and make this. Any input's better than no input, I guess. But does he care? No. I mean, I hope he does, but you know, he's getting rich either way, but Toei seems to have a big stick up their ass regarding their properties nowadays, so I can see them being a little strict about how their property is treated. I'm actually, yeah, I would go with that because, you know, they're they revoke licenses. They don't renew licenses. You know, specifically talking about, I guess, Sailor Moon there. Mm-hmm. But I guess they might be a little more careful with how they deal out the Dragon Ball name and approving things. We heard that uh, with Funimation's One Piece dub that they requested samples of all the dub actors. They're like, nope, we don't want this one. Give us this one instead. So if they're going to that level to approve dub voices in a show, maybe they will be a little careful about giving the green light on a high school comedy with <laughs> Goku as the main character. Julian, do you have any other thoughts on that? I think that pretty much covers it. I mean, my personal feeling is this conversion didn't really go well, but I guess we'll see what they come up with. Mary, I, I want to briefly mention X-Men Evolution, because you know, mentioned X-Men as a fan before. You really enjoyed that show, despite mm-hmm. it taking the characters and putting like the essences of those characters into different characters. Here's the thing, it's not... The concept of that show is not far-fetched. X-Men, when it started off in right. 1963, they were teenagers, and you know, because the comic ran for 40 years, they're obviously not teenagers anymore, and in order to get a new generation of people interested, you're not going to relate to a bunch of 30-something adult right. mutants running around blasting things. Let's have a bunch of teenagers running around blasting things. Which it was. Yes. Just really cornily written back then. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they brought that story into a current setting. Mm-hmm. 
which is something that could be done with Dragon Ball. Although Dragon Ball's, you know, X-Men's world is a very realistic Earth, sort of. Sort yeah. Of. <laughs> <laughs> then we, we get the aliens and the spaceships and whatever. But Dragon Ball, its Earth is not really our Earth. Yeah, we don't, it doesn't have the countries that we have. But maybe that's to their advantage, where they yeah. can modernize the Dragon World. Like, I don't even know how to describe that. I can't wrap Dragon my head World's around it. Dragon already kind of modern, and yet it has its remote areas, too. And that's always interesting. Like, when we watch Naruto, we see the same thing. Yeah. Uh, with- it's like, is it ancient or is it modern? What's going on here? <laughs> I think oh, that could make a really, like, a period piece. A Dragon Ball period oh, piece. Oh, lordy. Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be oh, wow. like silly. What, the ascension of Kami-sama back in, I don't know, when there were still not floating cars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about a couple other things. How about, and this is really important, the special effects. There's going to be CG in here. Thoughts? Well, like I said before, I mean, we don't even know to what level there is going to be CG. Is it just going to be, you know, when they say actors, is it just going to be they slap CG on moving actors and their voices kind of like the Hulk? Uh-huh. And um, I can't think of anything else. It's funny, people, I remember when the last Matrix movie came out and there was that fight oh, at Jesus the end, everyone Christ. was like, if there was a live action Dragon Ball Z movie, it would totally be this fight. Yeah, because Dragon Ball's going to have the budget of the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people, get ready to get let down. <laughs> Mary, I love your delivery on that. Like, you're rolling your eyes and you look away from the mic as you're saying it. Like, you're so upset. <laughs> I am upset. <laughs> I really don't think people should get their hopes up at all. I think they should go into this, have a good corny time. I can't, don't think of this as being high art. This <laughs> is going to be like a C slash D list movie. As much as we love Dragon Ball, as much as we think Dragon Ball is A list, it is not in the eyes of its producers and its audience. It's not going to get the budget to support what it probably should to make it like the Matrix good. level. But. In terms of special effects, obviously, a franchise like this needs it. Well, what do you think? Like flying, energy blasts, hair? What do you think? Hair. Oh, God, the CG hair. Oh, hair. Holy even crap. <laughs> I really don't know. Because without the hair, it's not the people. But if they do do the hair, they're going to look retarded. Yeah. I don't know if there's any way they can kind of modernize their hair. Like make Goku, I don't know, kind of like spiky, but not like... I don't know. I don't see them not having Super Saiyan in the movie. Someone's gonna go gold. Oh dear. You know? Mm-hmm. Or at least allude to it. Right. Somehow. Well, have, let's ignore the hair then. Energy blasts. Those could probably be done relatively yeah. easily. I mean, you can make them all sparkly particle effects, blah. I mean, shit, Street Fighter the later years has some good-looking Hadouken going on in there, so, you know, a theatrical movie could probably get something pretty good. Let's talk about the soundtrack to the movie. Let's get Bruce Falconer in on this shit. No, get out. Okay. (laughs) I don't care about the music. It's all gonna suck anyway. (laughs) You're doing the thing again where you're rolling your eyes and looking away. Like, you're, ugh. The music is incidental to For a movie like this? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my god, if it's, if... The um the movies that were brought out to this country are I mean the animated Dragon Ball Z movies Disturbed are any indication they're just gonna be like Pantera Exactly. We have our movie made right they can just take that. I'll send them the raw wave file. There's your soundtrack <laughs> for the movie. I mean shit. You'll make millions. Exactly. No, I don't. I don't know what to think. They're probably gonna go hard rock. Probably gonna throw in some rap songs. Like, step into the grand tour. No, 
I don't know. Her rap song was like, yo, my arm fell off. Here's a sensu. Oh, my God, I'm going to die. Aw, shits. I'm going to die. You're going to go Super Saiyajin. Uh. That was the worst rap I've ever heard. So, Mary, you seem very, I don't want to say nonchalant about the soundtrack, but like you have no hopes I mean, whatsoever. I have no expectations. Okay. Julian, what about you? Uh, no expectations whatsoever. If it's good, I will be pleasantly very surprised. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I guess I feel the same way, so I don't know. Let's conclude this. Mary, mm-hmm. what will it take to make a watchable live-action Dragon Ball movie? Something that keeps the spirit of the original while not taking it so literally that it's corny. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I don't even care about the cast so much. I mean, as long as the people do their jobs okay. What will it take? I mean, not much. I'll see it anyway. <laughs> to make it watchable, I guess that would be to actually, all parties involved, put some amount of effort into it. It's just a money-making scheme. This is the way I view this project. You look like you're gonna cry. No! Alright. Julian, are you gonna cry over this prospect? What will it take? Um, onions? I don't know. What? What? <laughs> All right. Are you still going to be in Japan next summer? Uh, Yeah, I'll at least be in Japan until late summer, if not for like another year. I haven't decided yet. Because I think they're saying August. So I'd be really curious what the Japanese oh response is to this movie. Oh, man. What the heck is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is not our beloved show. What will it take to make a watchable movie? Fairy dust, a miracle. Um, very, very competent everyone so i don't know if that's possible (laughs) (laughs) i agree completely basically i guess this is where all the listeners come in hop over to the forum tell us what you think it will take to make a watchable live action dragon ball movie there's a forum thread for every episode pop over give us some thoughts with that uh that wraps up the topic we are going to go over to mary's top five list Mary, I was going to put you on the spot and give you this top five list, but you already saw it. Yeah. So I guess you have some thoughts? Yeah, kind of, sort of. All right. Our top five list this week, I love it. The top five anime we'd rather see made into a live action movie instead of Dragon Ball. Now, it's funny because two of the things I was going to say have already been made into live action movies. I was going to say Nana and Honey and Clover. (laughs) I was like, oh, damn, already done. We'll, We'll say American live action movies. Okay. So maybe you could include one. Okay. Um, I don't have an order. All right, that's fine. No particular order. Give us five that you would rather see than Dragon Ball. Nana. Uh, Nana. <laughs> it's so easy. How can you mess this up? You yeah. can easily do an American version of Nana. Punk rock chick. Let's yep. rock. And just a pretty girl, you know, meet on yeah. a train, going somewhere. It's, instead of the Japanese countryside, you have it be the American countryside and them coming to, like, New York City. It could be the Northeast North Corridor. Yeah. Princeton Junction to New York City. Yeah, exactly. All right. What else All right, we got? So that's one. Azumanga Daio. Only right. if it was, you know, made in America, they'd have to give it a different name, I guess, to something intelligible. Would that they'd work ha- as a live They'd have to movie? rework the seasons because they go through three years of high school yeah. and a lot of U.S. high school schools have four years and they start in september and have different events but um yeah do you think that could work as a theatrical movie no i mean if they were to make it an american movie i can picture it now scantily clad slutty high school girls getting into trouble at school uh isn't that the live action bratz movie i don't know i never saw it have you <laughs> Are they old enough to be in high school okay uh paradise kiss 
going for another yeah. Ayazawa <laughs> property, <laughs> but right. that's Why? easy enough because it's it's not that Japanese. You know, you're taking very easy ones with exactly. regular people that can do exactly. Well, that, I guess that is what it would take. Yeah, really. So they just easy and just everyday people. Hey, you know what would be cool is a live action Ghost in the Shell. That could work. That could be pretty, pretty yeah. cool. So is that going to be one of your choices? Sure. Why the hell not? Okay, then you have one we, more. Let's. Uh, American studios have experience with futuristic dystopias. I'm looking at um Cowboy Bebop, but I hear um Serenity is kind of Bebop esque, <laughs> so I'm not so sure about that. How about Serial Experiments Lane? All right. Get some nice philosophical deep shit going on. I'm, a little, I'm down with that now, though, isn't it? Uh, isn't Dragon Ball dated? Well, not in the same way, though. I mean, <laughs> never mind. No, I don't think Lane's that dated. I mean, the principles okay. of it still apply. Right, exactly. All okay. right, so there are your five. What were they again? I forgot. No. <laughs> Nana. Nana. Paradise Kiss. Azumagadayo. Azumagadayo. Ghost in the, the Shell. Shell and, and Lane. Lane. Yeah. All right. So those, those are- were random. I wasn't thinking very hard. I we still have a lot more in our collection that I don't have in front of me. So those are five series you would rather see made into a live action American movie than Dragon Ball. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, th- that was a list. Dude, can I put an honorable mention? What? Wouldn't a live action Utena movie be hilarious? All it would right. be hilariously creepy and Moving awkward. Moving on to the releases. All right, we only got one last thing coming out this month, so uh, I guess I'll just do it here. November 28th, it's a Wednesday. We've got DBZ Remastered Volume 16 over in Spain. It's a two-disc set for the norm. It's TV episodes 126 to 133 of La Saga de Cell. This is uh, like the Jinzo Ningen stuff going in there. And uh, it's 24.95 euros. More info on sonadbd.com. Short releases segment. Let's take it on over to the emails. We're going to do two emails this week. So, Julian, why don't you read the first one here? Okay. Our first email comes to us from Kevin Wong. He says, Hey, Mike slash Vegito EX, congratulations on reaching 100 plus episodes. Anyway, I'm wondering if you're going to put up the sparking meteor opening for download. I thought it's unusual that you didn't, because usually whenever a PS2 DBZ-related game is released, you would update your site with an opening for download. Thanks for your time and continue the hard work. You are right, Kevin. I uh, didn't do so. So I'm going to correct this. I already threw it up on YouTube earlier. See, that's the thing. I just assume at this point everyone's already gone over to YouTube and just watched it anyways. It's not like a few years back when there was no YouTube. But regardless, I would like to keep the trend going. I've got it up in the YouTube profile. I'll also put up the standard antiquated MPEG-1 encode for download over on the site. I'll put it over on the uh, right-hand side of the main page, replace the Neo opening. And also the video downloads page will have it. So there you go, Kevin. Mary, why don't you read our last email here? All righty. This email is from Hero004 or 004. I'm not sure which way he prefers. Anyway, this is Hero004 from the forum. I've been listening since episode one. The podcast is much appreciated. What would be your ideal special feature on a Dragon Ball DVD? Oh, good question. Would anyone like to go first? Yeah. Mary? Ultimate special feature via interview with Toriyama himself, Mr. Recluse. That probably would be the most ideal special feature. What would you like them to ask? That I don't know. I just want to hear him talk. Okay. All right. Julian, how about you? But like a segment that goes from like from manga to anime, detailing the animation process and the changes made in adapting it for the small screen. Ah, yes. I like this as well. Of course, the problem here is that it was a long time ago and people 
people might not be there anymore, and of course they don't have the materials anymore. But were Time that machines. to be current, it would be pretty awesome. What kind of stuff, like filler and just the general scenes and padding out regular scenes? Yes, and then just detailing, you know, like the how they went about making the show, which is, I'm sure, much more labor intensive than it is now. But right, at least in terms of physical production of cells. Cool. Well, I guess I'll take it. Um, something that I noticed the both of you did is very Japanese specific things. I think it's pretty safe to say we don't really care about like Funimation commentary on movies or anything like that. They didn't make it and we didn't watch their dub anyway, so it's not like we care what they have to say about it. I would like some commentary though, perhaps from some of the movie directors on like why they chose some of the locations. Like uh, Movie 7, why are they out in the ice? What was the thought process behind that? And the choreography of some of the fights, that kind of stuff. I would like some uh, some interviews and some commentary that way. Interviews specifically, we gotta get them before they keep dropping like flies. We gotta get an interview with Masako Nozawa. Maybe even like doing the voice of Goku, like in a recording studio, doing a session. We, we gotta get this. We need this stuff archived because as we've seen, these people are not gonna be around forever. I think now is like the time to start getting them. Uh, I guess our last main, quote-unquote, main character was Hirotaka Suzuoki. There we go. We talked about him back on episode 38 of the show. That was uh, August 2006 when he passed away. Masako Nozawa, she's like 71 now? Come on, get with Mm -hmm. the filming. I think that's really what I want, is uh, interviews and maybe some commentary by the Seiyu because I love them and I miss them. Well, I guess I don't miss them yet if they haven't died yet. But those are my thoughts. That's what I want. So you got Mary who wants interviews with Toriyama We've got Julian who wants behind the scenes on the process of going from manga to TV and I just want Masako Nozawa maybe she can come fly over here and I will interview her that would be my ideas best old feature. So those are our emails for this week. If you'd like to send us any questions, comments, concerns, hopes, dreams, aspirations, and I can't think of any other words. Mary, where would you send them to? You would send it to podcast at dizex.com. Cool. Spell it. P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. Righto. And with the emails done, it's time for the contest. That's right, folks. We are giving away Dai Zenshu 2 Story Guide. We started this contest up, uh, what? Back on episode 100? That's right. So we're going to give it away now. Here's the cool deal with the contest. In addition to winning Dai Zenshu 2, Julian, you get to choose from one of two other things. What are they? That's correct. Well, one of them is Toriyama Akira Marusaku Gekijo, or the Akira Toriyama Blank Piece Theater, which covers some of his early one-shots from, like, the early to mid-80s. Or, if you don't want that, you can take Kanzenban number 21, which is into the Frieza arc. Yeah, cool stuff. So, uh, basically, what we did for this contest is we asked people to send in an email and in 100 words or less describe to us why they listened to the show. They didn't have to like the show. They didn't have to listen to the show regularly. They could hate the show. They could love the show. They could not care. But we wanted to know 
why people listen to the show. Uh, it gives us some good feedback. It lets us know what people uh, like about and what we should do more of, what we should do less of. So what we're going to do is a random drawing here from all of the entries. We're going to use random.org to have a random integer that I guess generated for us from one up to the maximum number of entries. So here we go. The random number for the contest is... Give us a drum roll, someone. Number 51! Of course, I guess you're wondering, like, well, what's 51? Who won? It doesn't mean... Ah, let's he figure out who 51 is. He to the bottom. Whoever is number 51 down on the list. <laughs> this is a funny email, because I think they got someone's name wrong. Someone? Yes. I will read the email here. Dear X, let me first tell you the reasons for why I not listen to the podcasts. I do not listen to the podcast because of Mary's beautiful voice. I do not listen to the podcast because of Jeff's uber knowledge relating to DBC. <laughs> I do not listen to the podcast because of Mike's humor. But I do enjoy them, and that make me a proud hypocrite. The reason why I do listen to the podcast is simple. You provide quality info, and while giving opinions on it, you guys actually freaking know what you are saying. So I guess when he says Jeff, he means Julian. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Jeff's uber knowledge. I mean, Jeff is smart. Could be sort of sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> I guess That's so. why I got confused. I, I don't listen in for Jeff's knowledge. You know? Wait, so, so what they're saying is that Mary has a horrid voice. I know. That's why I was Jeff confused. Is retarded and I'm not funny whatsoever. That's and I guess, awesome. Julian, you win because you don't get any comments whatsoever. So who sent in this email? Well, the subject of this email was give me a Dizenchu or something to that extent so I don't delete it. Throw Dizenchu in the subject. <laughs> Which was, you know, verbatim what I said. This came to us from oh, jeez. Element Hosenizoi. I hope I didn't totally fuck up your name. Um, I'm looking at the... Uh, like the tacked on to the end of the email. I don't know what language that is and where they're from, but but you won Daizenshu too, and you are the winner of this contest. Elmond? Ilmond? Uh, other pronunciations? Thoughts? I don't have it in front of me. I don't see E-L-M-A-N-D. Elmond? Huh. Elmond? Mm. Yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. You're the winner. Round of applause. Yay! Let's go. Let's go! <laughs> Yahoo! So you're the winner. Uh, it didn't didn't say what they want as uh, the second prize, so we're going to have to get back to you and uh, figure out what you want, and then we'll update everyone see what they chose. Whatever they didn't choose is just a future contest prize, so that's awesome. So there is the contest for the week. Absolutely phenomenal. Continue to tune in for additional contests in the future. I mean, we gave away a fucking Daisenshu. You don't get any cooler than that. We are the coolest kids on the block. All right, so that's going to wrap up the episode. This was episode 103. And not only that, folks, this was our two-year anniversary. Wow! On November 19th, 2005, that is when episode one of the show came out, Julian and I sat down to record a show two years ago. Wow. I mean, we celebrated with episode 100, which is just a couple episodes ago, so this is kind of a normal episode, doing our normal stuff, what makes the show the show. So, uh, but there you have it, two years ago. Not only that, but now we've had the Wii for a year, and Galaxy's out now, so awesome. I don't really have any other thoughts. That's the end of the 
episode. Let's talk about upcoming episodes. We did get in Dragon Ball Ultimate Edition, which is the remastered version of the live action movie. Not the new American one, the old Chinese one. We're going to do a review of that. And um, if you don't know how we're going to do that, I guess listen to last week's episode where we give full details on how we're going to review that movie, which will be phenomenal. Too many games going on right now, but I'm going to try and finish up Sparking Meteor very soon. Mary, I've gotten a lot more characters since you've last played. Cool. So it's probably a good time for you to jump back in with me, check out uh, some more gameplay, some more modes, more characters, all that kind of stuff. We did our initial thoughts a few episodes back. I think it was episode 99 that we did that. And what we're doing with the games is we do our initial thoughts and then we do our final thoughts on the game after we've had a lot of time. And now that the game has come out in America, I think it's appropriate for us to give our final thoughts. If they haven't picked up the game, maybe they want to know if they should or not. Uh, So that's that. We're going to be doing some specific reviews of arcs of the TV series. And I guess what I'll say there is very short arcs. Maybe you can think of the two I am specifically referring to. I think one has to do with... Don't give anything away. All right, I won't, I won't, I won't. But uh, we'll do that. What's nice is we may subject people to them. I love it. Yes. And Julian, they're short enough that I can send them over to you if... You need them. Cool. <laughs> uh, we have some more inconsistencies planned. I don't know when we're going to get around to doing the next one, but I would like to do something involving the Trunks TV special versus the chapter in the manga. I don't know if that'll be our next one, but I think that'll be a super fun one to do. I'm giving away too many secrets. I must stop here. Can I plug? Yes, you have a plug. Tomorrow, as in... So today. Well, yeah, as in Sunday, November 18th, 2007. I hope to be posting on eBay 50-plus items belonging to Vegito EX and I. Yes. And they're going to be up for a week. This is going to be an all-day process for me from the second I wake up because 50 items is a lot to put up online. Um, So hopefully... If I actually get this done, Michael put up a link to it on his site, on the forum, wherever. Please buy our old stuff. I should say included in there will be Dragon Ball Z Shin Butoden for the Sega Saturn. Is there any other Dragon Ball stuff? Yeah, I'm selling an old um, GT Trunks poster of mine that was very dear to me. Oh, wow. It's kind of, it's not in great condition. It's Super Saiyan Trunks, right? No. Oh, well, no, it, it is Super Saiyan Trunks, but there's regular Trunks on it, too. Right, right, right. And there's like Pan and Goku on it too. Okay. There's pictures. Cool. I think there might be other Dragon Ball stuff too that I just simply can't remember for whatever reason. For the Dragon Ball fans, Shin Butoden is a big one. Right. So definitely check that out. And if you need any more info on it, back on episode 59, January 7th, 2007. So it was this year. We talked about playing import games and stuff, how to do all that. So if you have an American Sega Saturn and you want to get this game, you can play it. All you need is something called, well, the one I use is the Action Replay 4 Meg Auto Plus. It's a little cartridge you plug into the top. Just listen to that episode for all the info. There's pictures, too, of everything. I really enjoyed that episode. Here, I'm going to click the link here, Mary, so you can see it all. Weren't these really fun? You can see me doing surgery on the Super Nintendo. Hardcore geekery. This is one of my favorite episodes, pictures of everything. So go check that out and pick up Shin Butoden if you're looking for it. All right, cutting in here, I have a full list of all of the Dragon Ball items we are putting up on eBay. In addition to Shin Butoden for the Sega Saturn, we have Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Battle 22. That is the Japanese version of the game. And we also have Dragon Ball Final Bout for the PlayStation 1. That is also the Japanese version of the game. But hey, what if you want an American game? All right, no problem. I've got the American version of Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Battle 22 to throw into the mix. 
So there's four video games to choose from, but we also have three posters up there. We have, as Mary mentioned, a Dragon Ball GT Trunks poster. We have a Dragon Ball Z Group Shot Collage poster, and we have a Majin Buu Era poster. All of these items should be up on eBay as of 1 p.m. Eastern Time, the day that this show comes out, which is Sunday, November, what, 18th, I think it is? Yes, the 18th. So if you're listening to the show, you should probably go check these out. They will be up. Mary, how long? One week. One week they will be up for. So go check that stuff out. Buy yourself some Christmas presents, either for yourself or for someone else. And uh, check out everything else. There's lots of other stuff. There's anime and manga and books and other stuff. So there you go. I guess that's it. Let's wrap this shit up. Send us emails, podcast at DiceDX.com. We have a forum. We have a chat. All that info is over on the website. That is it. Mary, you're putting up eBay stuff. We're going to go have dinner. Uh, maybe I'll edit some more tonight. Maybe I'll play some Galaxy. I don't know. Julian, what are you off to do today? Because it's the day for you. Yes, so I'm off to watch this uh, English recitation contest and uh, rest my voice for a while. Other people get to speak English for once. Well, uh, I guess enjoy your week, and uh, I will be telling you all about Rock Band, hopefully. And if I don't, I'm just going to, like, jump out a window. I will be devastated. So that's it. So for Mary over here, thank you. You're welcome. For Julian off in the distance, and for everyone at X that really being us. I am Mike Libri, Vegito EX, and um... Killing you softly with my song? (laughs) (laughs) Works for me. Julian, do it! Hey, and there goes Mike's cell phone, lovely. Oh, is that my cell phone? Yes. Well, it was the buzzing. It was. (laughs) Andrew says, going to slip out on dinner. Thanks for the invite. Okay, that takes care of that. All right, anyways. Okay.